The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Alright everybody, welcome in to the Hoop Ball Celtics Podcast. I am your host, Patrick Lounsbury. You can always follow the show on Twitter at HoopBallCeltics. You can also follow me on Twitter at Opinions. That's B-A-L-L-I-N-O-P-I-N-I-O-N-S. Alright guys, I'm here with you after Chicago takes down the Boston Celtics, snapping a six-game winning streak on a 102-96 victory where Jason Tatum gets his spoiled of of a triple double night where it could have been you know it's his first career triple double but didn't result into a win unfortunately and it's partially because of how he shot that night so we're just going to jump into um some things uh, that we saw during out the, throughout the game also going to take a look at the next two matchups that we got coming up uh starting tomorrow because i am recording this on a wednesday the uh, Celtics end up matching up against the Phoenix Suns and the Brooklyn Nets coming up on a back-to-back and we'll dive into more of those matchups as well all right, just going into um, into this game, Celtics were on that six-game winning streak. Unfortunately, weren't able to hold it in. Celtics were really short-handed after some late scratches in this one. We had Kemba Walker out due to a non-COVID illness. Marcus Smart out due to a non-COVID illness. Robert Williams still um, tendering that knee issue that he's having. Fournier as well um, was still out due to the safety protocols. Still has to go through his workouts and last of his testing before he's able to join the team. But also on the other side, the Bulls didn't have any Levine. So no Zach Levine. They did have a go against Vucevic, who was uh, quite uh, a problem in this one. He definitely showed up in this matchup and, and gave the Celtics a lot of different problems. He was hitting a lot of tough shots despite what we threw at him. So... Yeah, Celtics were off to a very solid start on both sides of the ball in the beginning. Uh, there was a very, very nice moment there in that first quarter at the 8-19 mark. Jalen Brown shook his defender. Um, it, it looked like he kind of tripped on the screen, but after re-looking at it, he definitely broke his ankles in a sense and threw his uh, defender off balance, stepping into a beautiful mid-range jumper that Jalen Brown has just been known to hit very consistently, especially this year. It's a spot where he likes to get really comfortable with his shot and get it going. Um, I love Jalen Brown's mid-range game. He reminds me a lot of a DeMar DeRozan in the sense of how he is so efficient with the mid-range game, even though it's considered a bad shot in today's NBA. Jalen Brown shoots at a very high clip to where he definitely can counter that point with a lot of people. Um, Tatum, Jason Tatum with uh, three assists in that first six minutes of the game. He, he was on a different level as far as playmaking was going. He's been on a, you know, a tear lately. Like he's definitely leveled up, not in only in retrospect of like his scoring, but his ability to make his teammates around him better. Thought he's been doing a lot of good things and finding his teammates in the right spots, really giving him a better opportunity to knock down some open looks. Celtics definitely play better when everybody's more involved instead of sitting there watching either Jason or Jalen kind of just dribble it out and decide if they're going to ISO and, and shoot a shot. So I did like that from uh, Jason Tatum. The, the only thing I wasn't really too happy about in this game off the rip was the perimeter defense was very soft. That's just been a constant issue. I don't know what it is lately, but 
they just don't like to get into the the opposing players and make them work to get to their shooting spots like they just give them like this breathing room like yeah um go ahead we're trying to protect this paint but at the same time like you're you're also like giving them a free pass at a shot these are warm-up type looks that they're giving up and it's no wonder that like teams are able to knock down these threes they definitely got to be a lot more tighter on that end and and just be able to lock in on the defensive side when it comes to the perimeter game um Jalen brown man this man is he just stayed hot in this one uh he he came out of the gate just six of six shooting in that first quarter nine minutes of that game for 13 points in that whole quarter he just, just came out and just said, hey, man, I'm going to put the team on my back in this first quarter and, and really lead the load on the offensive side, and he did a great job of that. I also thought that Pritchard, who got the start due to Marcus Smart and Kemba Walker both being out, he played really good. He did a good job uh, controlling the offense, controlling the tempo. He played 31 minutes tonight, the most I think he's played in his career. And he, he finished with 14 points, 5 of 8 from the field, 2 of 3 from deep three assists uh i definitely would have liked to see a little bit more playmaking from him but jason tatum took care of like all playmaking duties for the night as jason tatum had his career first triple double um but yeah man pritchard has been playing really good uh i thought uh his his willingness to shoot the ball with such confidence now the way he's able to just really not care about hesitating or if he's doing the right thing and or shooting right it's like if you see an opening and you feel confident in taking that shot take it he has that green light and to know that he has that green light has just been really awesome to watch um i also thought that the turnovers ended up catching up to the celtics there and just ultimately like you got to be a lot better at taking care of the basketball it's been a constant issue with them. Um, like, sorry, 16, 16 turnovers isn't going to cut it, uh, especially against this Bulls team. Like, um, you don't you don't give them extra possessions, a team that you're supposed to be putting away like this. They only had 12, a team that's missing, like, their main scoring and ball handler on the team, and, and they're able to handle the Rock a lot better than the Celtics. I understand that both Marcus Smart and Kemba Walker were out. But we still have ball handlers out there. Like Jalen Brown can ball handle. Jason Tatum can ball handle. Peyton Pritchard can ball handle. So they just need to do a lot better job of controlling the ball basketball and, and really limiting the amount of turnovers they give to the opposing teams. Because I feel like as of lately in their losses that, and I know they haven't had a lot of losses lately, but they still need to clean that up. You don't want that to be a thing that lingers as we get closer to these playoffs. You need to tighten that up and and really reduce the amount of extra possessions you're going to give the other team um romeo man was insane i thought romeo was amazing on the defensive end in that second quarter he did a lot of good things i know from the looks of it that they want romeo to kind of get more comfortable in a how do you say a ball handler role um that definitely looks like the initiative that they want to go the route that they want to be in so it'll be interesting to see here how brad steven utilizes him i'm really excited for this off season for romeo because i think there's a lot of things that he can really improve on with a full off season 
um, that he's actually healthy for. And ball handling is going to be one of those key things he needs to get better at and just be more consistent with his shot. I think once he's able to do that, then it's going to unlock a new gear for him because on the defensive side, there really isn't much to critique him on. He just does a really, really good job of getting into the into the opponent and making life difficult for them. So I just wanted to give Romeo Langford a little shout out there. Um, but yeah, um, I thought Vooch was really creating a lot of extra opportunities um, on the back. You know, just getting those, making those boards hard, and and really leading to the Bulls to to get easier looks and second chance opportunities as well on the other side. Uh, Vucevic, just just an amazing player. There's, he was an all-star for an absolute reason. He started getting going there in that first half. Had a real solid first half, Vuce did. He went into the halftime with 17 points, 5 rebounds, 8 of 15 from the field. Uh, Celtics had 7 turnovers going into that, that halftime, and it just got worse as they finished the game with a total of... 16 turnovers so the fact that they were they had nine more in the second half didn't make it any better chicago only had six so yeah man tatum um in that first half three points which he struggled from the field he had five assists and seven rebounds and he had zero turnovers the zero turnovers with the, the five assists was amazing but the bad thing was he finished the game with five more assists in that second half and five turnovers. So it was an assist to turnover, assist to turnover, assist to turnover. That's the type of stuff you got to clean up. You're a superstar. You do not need to be turning over the ball in the second half. I ain't going to fault him for you know having a bad shooting night. It happens to everybody in the league. That's just how it goes. But at the same time, like Jason Tatum definitely needs to – you know, be better at taking care of the ball. Yeah, be effective. I mean, he still did a lot of good things tonight. I don't want to take that away. He still had 13 rebounds he finished with, which was insane. So he he stayed crashing the boards. He got his teammates involved even when he wasn't shooting well. He finished the night on 3 of 17 from the field. 1 of 4 from deep. And he did shoot 8 free throws, so he was attacking. He only missed 1. He was 7 of 8 from the line. Jalen Brown at half was... You know, he had a number of points in the second quarter. He only had, he finished that first half with the 13 points that he scored in that first nine minutes of that first half. And just 6-9 from shooting. Peyton Pritchard had nine points going to halftime with two assists, one rebound, four or five from the field. So playing really well going to halftime. Boston had like a solid six-point lead despite no Tatum and Brown like cooling off. Peyton Pritchard was able to push that. And then, uh, then the second half happened. And... Like I stated earlier, the, the turnovers weren't great, and the defense out the halves lately have just not been great as well. A lot of miscommunication on on that side of the ball at times, where like they they switch sometimes for twenty you know twenty seconds into that twenty four second shot, shot clock, they're they're switching, they're looking good, switching, looking good, and then all of a sudden on that fifth switch that they miscommunicate and don't switch, and the player just goes by and gets a easy layup or something it's just that's where the moment is like we can't play 18 to 20 seconds of really good switchable defense and then fold in the last four seconds giving up like a 
a bu easy bucket because then now you're working hard on defense and they're still getting easy buckets. So second chance opportunities also in that second half were just bad. Uh, Celtics they were just killing the Celtics in that third quarter when the second chance opportunities. Um, and then after the three quarters, the Bulls had you know 16 second chance points to Boston's second two. You know like. The fact that the Bulls had 14 more second-chance points on the board, that's a big reason for why the Bulls were able to pull ahead in that third quarter. You know, also Tatum shooting 1 of 10 from the field in three quarters doesn't help either, but he was still doing some other things on the court. And then we had a Tremont Waters big boost in that fourth quarter. Oh, my God. Did Tremont Waters come in and just change the shift of this game? I don't think that without... Um, Tremont Waters in this quarter, he the Celtics don't even end up having a chance. Like Tremont Waters literally turned the tide in this, you know. And and despite you know like Tatum getting that first career double triple double, uh, it, and he having just that sh tough shooting night, Tremont Waters just came in and was just playing phenomenal basketball, was hitting good shots, playing aggressive on defense, causing turnovers. He had this really big play at the 25-second mark of that fourth quarter. He was just able to to get a steal and drive it down and, and get a bucket. It, he just made this team really, really push and, and squeeze out as whatever chance they had into this fight. And Boston just didn't have enough tonight to, well, that night to exactly finish off and, and win the game. But Tremont Waters played amazing, and I thought he deserved some recognition in this. Um, some other concerning notes is that we saw Jalen Brown and Tristan Thompson both in some discomfort with their shoulders down the stretch. Both were kind of like wincing in pain as they were moving and, and twerking their, their shoulder blades and that's a little concerning, so that's something that we're definitely going to take a, a good look on moving forward. We want to make sure that these guys stay healthy, man. Keep an eye on how that affects them down the stretch. But, man, that just a tough shooting night, though, for Tatum. He ended up going 3 of 17 from that field, and the Bulls stopped, stopped the winning streak at 6. You know, the Bulls end up going 1 on 2 one to 96, and that's fine. You know, like the Celtics were missing a lot of players. They still fought really hard. At the end of the night, it was just a bad shooting night from from Tatum and, and Jalen Brown definitely, you know, he still finished the night with 23 and was, was 10 of 15 from the field. Strangely enough, though, Tatum had, like, the most, he had the negative, negative, most negative, sorry, the most negative plus minus on the team at 11, which was insane. Him and Romeo Langford both had double-digit negatives on the, on the court, which was kind of interesting in that sense. Um... Tremont Waters, you know, was a plus zero, although it felt like he was a lot better. Tremont Waters played only in the fourth quarter, and he played eight minutes in that fourth quarter. He was three of three from the field, one of three from downtown, two of two from the free-throw line. He had two steals, nine points, one assist, one rebound. He was everywhere, man. He was just impacting the game in any absolute way that he could. So now that the Celtics have lost that game and – no, have a couple days off, which is a, a good little two days off for them to recover. Hopefully, we can see them, you know, move in a different aspect in in that regards. Hopefully, they're able to. Uh, hopefully, the Celtics are able to really recover and get healthy over the stretch. And then also, they drop to the sixth seed, half a game behind New York now. Um, going into the matchup tomorrow against the Phoenix Suns. 
who are currently second in the West and second in the NBA at 41 and 16. The Celtics have to have some ground to cover now. So they're a game back from Atlanta and they're a half game from New York. And then they got Miami, who's a game behind them. So you don't want to fall into that play-in tournament. I'm telling you that right now. We don't want to match up against a Washington or a Toronto in that play-in tournament and have any have any risk of anything happening. We want to be able to at least rest our guys a little bit more and not have to play a play-in tournament. So I'm hoping Boston can really gather themselves together before for doing that but they do have the suns coming up a really good team obviously second best record in the league hopefully um we're gonna be looking for all the injury reports going into that game uh and then also right after that that game with phoenix at home so we'll be in the garden for that one they actually have to fly out to brooklyn the next day and face the nets who now after the news of you know the James Harden hamstring setback and Katie also looking like he's not going to be healthy it looks like it could be Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets so not as scary as an opponent as when they are healthy but still none, nonetheless they are a team that plays really hard and Kyrie Irving is willing is so good that he has been willing that team to victories playing at a very high level and so that's no game to really sleep on in that regards. So it's just a big, big moment for the Celtics. In reality, we really just want to see these guys come together and get healthy. Obviously, we're not going to see Kemba Walker if he plays the Suns game on the back-to-back. So hopefully tomorrow we're going to see if the Celtics are going to be able to – what type of players are going to be available for that game and, and able to roll out. I, I like to see the possibility, hopefully, of Fournier get – get out there and onto the court this time and just be able to to watch this team have a little bit of a some some more um just some more looks like at what they actually are like this team still hasn't found their identity they're still a team that that hasn't been healthy fully at one point so i'm just hoping that we are able to see what we're able to do in that regards i i'm just i'm enticed man i'm really excited to see how this team looks when you have a fournier coming off the bench and maybe a marcus smart um running that second unit with fournier and jabari parker who by the way i didn't mention jabari parker in his second game with boston was still solid i know he he caught a couple air balls and people were like well that's just lucky possessions or whatever but he put himself in position to to get those get those possessions right so Javari Parker played, ended up playing 16 minutes. He has four or seven from the field. Had eight points, man. So that's solid. Like that's you know that's a minute, uh, a point every two minutes, which is still fine. So it it was still a great way for the Celtics to to really utilize you know picking up a guy and taking a shot at him. And he's he's definitely definitely played a lot better recently. Um, for the Celtics now, um, he after taking six months off, man, give give a shout out to a big Jabari Parker over there, holding it down in the green for us now. But yeah, absolutely looking forward to these these tough matchups the Celtics have coming up. I think it's going to show a lot of let's see how much this team has progressed, right? Because they got this stretch of the Suns and Nets, and then we get the Hornets, um, Thunder and then the Hornets again. So we got another back-to-back. So we got Thursday, Friday back-to-back, and then a Tuesday, Wednesday next week back-to-back. 
So that's going to be a tough little week where they have two back-to-back games in that stretch of a week. And we're going to see how healthy they can get. You know, this is this is we're coming down to the final stretch here. We got one, two, three, four. Let's see, I'm counting out the games right now. Five, six. We got a total of 14 games left. 14 games left going into tomorrow. So it's going to be real crucial on seeing how Boston's going to take on these 14 games. I'm hoping to see during these 14 games we're able to be completely healthy and get a few games in as a, a whole unit. That way we can see how this team kind of looks and then buckle up and, and get ready for these playoffs. You know, and, and that's something I'm really excited about because I think that this team, when they're healthy, can definitely shock some people and i think there's a lot of people that that have counted out the celtics they've been to three of the last four eastern conference finals and when they are healthy you you got a jason tatum a jalen brown and kemba walker you got javari parker now added to the miss evan fournier you got marcus smart robert williams like this team is really really good when they're healthy it's just you know when obviously you're missing one piece or two pieces here it definitely causes a bigger ripple because the depth isn't as strong as it used to be in the past. So, yeah, man, if when we're healthy, I sky's the limit. So I'm excited, really excited for tomorrow's matchup against the Phoenix Suns. I'm, I can't wait to watch Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker match up against Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and hopefully Kemba Walker and some other guys who have been recently out. So it will be very interesting to see. But, yeah, guys, I'm going to end it here. Thank you so much for stopping by. Please, please, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please go write a review. Give it five stars. Share it with your friends, family. Tell them, hey, give it a listen. Um, Also, you can follow me on Twitter at BallinOpinions. That's B-A-L-L-I-N-O-P-I-N-I-O-N-S. You can also follow the show on Twitter at HoopBallCeltics. This has been a HoopBall presentation. I thank you guys again so much for stopping by and taking the time out to give me a listen, all right? All right, sweet. Later.